You are listening to the 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, brought to you by the Royal Australian Air Force's Air and Space Power Centre. In this presentation, Squadron Leader Alice Patton contributes with their discussion on using virtual trades to unlock workforce potential in emerging skill sets. We join the presentation as it is introduced to the conference attendees. I'd like to invite to the podium our next speaker, which is Alice Patton. Alice is an aeronautical engineering officer serving in the RAAF. She holds masters in systems engineering and is completing an advanced masters of military and defence studies with a research project on Australian strategy in the interwar period. She currently works in logistics branch and seeks to improve the way we operate now and into the future. The title of her um, talk is Using Virtual Trades to Unlock Workforce Potential in Emerging Skill Sets. And I'm really excited to find out what a virtual trade is, so thank you. So yes, thank you to Chris for the advertising during his presentation. Um, good afternoon, sir, ma'am, ladies and gentlemen. This afternoon we've got some great presentations on emerging technologies that have the potential to change our strategic environment. And more importantly, how critical it is to have a culture and mindset that fosters agility and innovation. But how can we implement this within our workplace? How can we adopt novel skill sets without distracting from our primary mission? Can we afford to develop and maintain such specialised skill sets within each unit or base? And if not, how do we get access to these specialists? Is the bureaucratic red tape worth it for a bright idea? even if the idea has the potential to enhance your effectiveness, efficiency and safety? Will it take so long that the opportunity has passed before the resources become available? And with that, many bright ideas fade. Put aside for when you have more time to write the decision brief or business case to justify resource allocation. We return to the safe space of normal operations. But what if you could access a pool of personnel with a range of emerging skill sets Skill sets you didn't know existed within the defence organisation. Alternatively, how well do you know your people? Do you know who has an interest in software design and build apps in their spare time? Who has previous experience in data analytics or strategic thinking? Air Force is experimenting with new ways to connect people's talent and skills with operational needs. The virtual trades concept is intended to focus on emerging trades or skill sets that have not yet been addressed by the primary workforce management framework, but could provide tangible benefits to operational units. Examples could be cultural affinity, strategic thinking, additive manufacturing, or skills we don't even know about yet. The virtual trades concept is virtual, as it's intended to complement rather than replace the primary workforce management framework. The virtual trade concept comprises key uh, aspects of fostering the development of novel and emerging skill sets, maintaining visibility of who has these skill sets and to what level of competency, and thirdly, by connecting talent to task across chains of command, across the country, and across service categories. The virtual trade is a disruptive model of workforce management that seeks to explore emerging skills and needs both to utilise them in our objective force and inform our understanding of future force requirements. It's intended to take the good aspects of the gig economy, say the rapid allocation and completion of tasks, such as with Airtasker and Uber, whilst also maintaining just enough governance to make it work for the unit and personnel. 
Whilst there's strong potential to shape our future force by improving our understanding of the application of new technology and skill sets, Virtual Trades also has the potential to provide immediate benefits by enhancing our utilisation of our reserve workforce, by providing a database of people with particular skills and competency levels so as to enable units to identify suitable candidates for tasks. So has this been done before? Well, there are existing skill tracking systems in use by other militaries, such as the US, and civilian organisations. These systems are designed to support the delivery, recording and accreditation of competencies, particularly those gained through practical learning in the workplace. Although these tools are a useful means of supporting flexible learning, they are designed for established skill sets that are well understood. The virtual trade concept is intended to foster skills and technology that are still evolving, as well as providing a framework to connect talent to task. Air Force Workforce, uh, Air Force workforce Design and Reserves is conducting Plan Penumbra to modernise the current workforce management system such that it's agile, efficient and effective and is focused on objective and future force capability needs. The intent is to proactively shape our workforce by conducting periodic environmental scans that ensure evolving requirements are addressed by the training and competency frameworks for each employment category. The virtual trades concept could complement Plan Penumbra by providing a flexible environment in which emerging skill sets and technologies are explored before being considered for inclusion in the employment category framework. And there's also networking. Although not a formal program, the age-old system of networking effectively matches talent to task through communities. This method is reliant upon an awareness of both individuals' abilities and the task requirements elsewhere within the community, as well as a means of connecting the two. This method is highly effective within communities of up to about 150 people, but beyond, but beyond this suffers, as people struggle to assimilate that much information and maintain meaningful connections. In order to be successful, the virtual trade system will need to transcend the limitations of our networks and be accessible for all personnel and units. To explore the virtual trade concept, Log Branch Air Force has used advanced manufacturing as a pilot program. Advanced manufacturing encompasses a range of technologies and systems to create products, which goes beyond those used in additive manufacturing. Advanced manufacturing was selected for the virtual trade prototype as there is an existing small community of practice, approximately 30 people in the Air Force, as well as champions within the other services. Moreover, there is a strong strategic imperative to develop advanced manufacturing capabilities, with potential benefits including enhanced supply chain resilience, innovation and prototype warfare, as described in the presentations this afternoon. Furthermore, the initiative is complementary to the Jericho Disruptive Innovations Bottom-Up Innovation Program, Edgy Air Force, which has established design labs at Air Force bases across the country to foster design thinking and grassroots innovation. This year, Logistics Branch is working with Deakin and Edgy Air Force to explore how to develop and accredit advanced manufacturing skills within the Air Force, with a series of workshops being conducted in the coming months to explore training content and delivery methods. Concurrently, my team is investigating how the virtual team's concept can be implemented for the advanced manufacturing community of practice. Challenges that we've experienced so far include difficulty scoping how the skill set or technology may be used. It's easy to get distracted by immediate applications. Instead, a disciplined approach must be used to consider how the emerging skill set may be used in the future, 
including how the skill set will interface with existing and emerging systems. By exploring advanced manufacturing from a joint perspective, we've gained insight into the how uh, the different service needs may differ and thus require different applications. Also required competency sets. Although there's already been considerable work in the field of advanced manufacturing, developing the required competency sets has proved difficult due to uncertainty of how the skill set will be used. Will there be a designer on the ground who develops a design that's then sent to a manufacturing cell that produces the required item? Or will individuals require both skills? Or will it be print to order of existing designs? What about an understanding of how to integrate a product into existing systems and meet applicable regulatory requirements? And also there's a perception of it being a hobby. Early adopters of novel technologies and skill sets are enthusiastic about their work. But the virtual trades concept is intended to provide a pool of professionals that are enthusiastic about their work rather than hobbyists. Professionals such as the 37 Squadron metal workers who develop these 3D printed moulds to expedite aircraft structural repairs. Virtual Trades is intended to provide a framework in which members are trained and accredited to ensure the right competency level is assigned to tasks. Furthermore, Virtual Trades is intended to support the temporary release of members from their primary workforce, either permanent Air Force members or reservists, rather than requiring tasks to be completed in off-duty periods. So what are the potential benefits? Well, there's the enhanced utilisation of the reserve workforce. Virtual trades may improve visibility of valuable skill sets within the reserve workforce. Additionally, virtual trades may make these skill sets more accessible as it facilitates flexible tasking in conjunction with the traditional chain of command. It could enhance recruitment and retention. The modern workforce demands a career that is fulfilling, engaging and stimulating. Our experience with advanced manufacturing practitioners indicates that the ability to have a side hustle that draws upon their interests outside their primary role and which enables them to contribute to operational effects may enhance recruitment, job satisfaction and engagement. Although not directly related to the virtual trades concept, the training round shown here is a great example of aviators moving outside their primary roles to develop novel ideas to benefit the Air Force. For more information, please see Nick, Jeremy, and the Jericho team in the expo area. So where to from here? The Advanced Manufacturing virtu uh, trade, Virtual Trades prototype is a work in progress. Logistics brands, in conjunction with Deakin University and Edgy Air Force, is con conducting a series of workshops in April, May, and June to explore required competency sets, possible means of training, and the provision of micro-credentials. Concurrently, Logistics Branch will be engaging with stakeholders such as Workforce Designer Reserves and Workplaces to ascertain how the virtual trade system could be implemented and sustained, with an initial report on the virtual trades concept being delivered in July. Logistics Branch also supports the Air Force community of practice for advanced manufacturing. If you're interested in getting involved or possibly being a champion, please get in touch. If you're a workforce that wants to get involved in advanced manufacturing, also please contact us as we may be able to assist you on your journey. If you'd like to explore how the virtual trade concept could be applied to other skills or technologies, we're happy to share the knowledge we've gained so far. And the same goes the other way. If you know of similar programs, please send it through so we can learn from your experience. And if you're interested in uh, knowing more about Plan Penumbra, Workforce Designer Reserves will be progressively rolling out phases with a schedule for environmental scans to be released towards the end of the year. 
Are there any questions? So the first question is, how is Log Branch working with the Directorate of Personnel on the concept of virtual trades? Is there synchronicity there or are they working separately to each oh, other? Oh, definitely. We work, we're working together on this one because we can see the benefits on both sides. So the virtual trades can give us a safe space to play in, to work out what is this new skill or technology and how could we use it um, to pick up on the uh, early uh, adopters, to explore um, the complexities. Um, it gives us a bit of time, really, to work out what it is before it gets rolled into those primary uh, workforce management um, models, which will be picked up in, say, those uh, environmental scans that Plan Penumbra is looking at rolling out. So very much working closely with them, because without um, our workforce uh, managers, it wouldn't be a thing. Yep. Uh, from Stuart Scott, do you think there is a requirement to remunerate those that hold a virtual trade on top of their real trade? Um, may be an additional skill level in pay group or maybe the pay as you go with talent to task? If so, how would we value this? It's an interesting question. We've chosen to look at it as more as incentivising because remuneration comes with its certain challenges but also in some ways uh, depreciates the intent of some of these people in our, our workforce who want to, they've got a good idea that they want to uh, work with the Air Force on and putting a dollar figure on that um, <laughs> can actually be a demotivator. Uh, motivator. So what we're looking at is uh, different ways to incentivise. So it could be in recognising the innovation potential that that person brings to the Air Force. So it could be in performance reporting. It could be in um, additional uh, training opportunities. Um, it could be in... Uh, been able to be released to participate in these operational effects, which is probably what the key driver of most of the practitioners we've worked with so far, is they want to make a difference in the uh, Defence Force. And so rather than offering them a token amount of money, we'd prefer to recognise the great work they do and facilitate that work in the future. Sometimes that's been problematic for some people who've been working in Jericho as well. Um, they're doing that work with Jericho, very exciting work, but on uh, over and above their usual work. Um, which leads to the next question from David Hurst. The workforce is already under pressure. Is the workforce capacity available to migrate into a virtual trade? So I'd probably just adjust the word in there. We're not looking to necessarily migrate, but it runs as a complementary. And I recognise that one of the challenges we're facing is releasing a permanent uh, workforce to these taskings, is to get a work, a workplaces recognise the potential value of these novel ideas um, or short, short notice uh, tasking, etc. Um, and that's where we think in the uh, short term, one of the great benefits will be the reserve workforce, where we have a workforce present that's often interested in uh, doing employment, um, but sometimes there's not the connections to best utilise the skill sets that our reserve force have. Moving forward, I'd really like to see that um, workplaces can recognise the greater benefit to the organisation, and that also goes two ways. So by releasing people um, as part of the greater good, you also get the opportunity in the future when you have either a period of peak tasking or a difficult challenge that you need to overcome, the resources will flow back the other way. So I see it more than, rather than applying additional workload onto an already uh, constrained workforce, it's better utilising the skills and uh, the people that we already have. 
And we have time for one last question. Uh, will this or how will the virtual teams concept capture not only technically qualified skills, but those that I dare say EQ skills that within tasks that are innovative or attempting to be groundbreaking are needed? As a chaplain, that makes me very happy. <laughs> um, for example, the tree thinker, the red hat and black hat person, all having their use at different stages of the innovation process. Those people that you want on your team but are not necessarily there because they are an engineer, etc. I think that's a great question and you've really taken the virtual trades concept beyond, say, the prototype which we're appears to be in the technical space. You're quite correct, Virtual Trades has great opportunity to pick up those EQ kind of uh, skills, the soft skills. And that's been a key focus, although the prototype is on um, a technical trade where we are being careful not to follow the well-trodden path of this is how we currently do trade training, but how we could do it in a more uh, disruptive, agile manner to try and capture the soft skills so is it a case of a portfolio of being able to capture experiences? How can you sell yourself to a prospective um, employer and show that you've got these skills that will be really valuable to a, um, a team that's been formed, such as those uh, analytical and red hat uh, kind of skills? So yeah, that's definitely something we're trying to work on to make sure those aspects are captured, not just someone's attended a course, has ticked a box, but how have you used those skills and what benefits um, have come out of that, so trying to capture more of a portfolio rather than just a training basis. Thank you, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you for being part of the Air and Space Power Centre's 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, which was proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Boeing, major sponsors L3 Harris, Rolls-Royce and Lockheed Martin. If you are looking to consume, contest or contribute to airspace power, please visit www.airpower.airforce.gov.au.